Welcome to Studying the Song, a podcast to help musical theater actors figure out what to sing and how to sing it so that you shine in your audition, one-woman show, or leading role. My friends, talent and passion are only the beginning. I believe there is freedom in preparation. I believe that when you put in the work, practice the skills, and do the research, something amazing happens. You become so prepared in your craft that you become unstoppable. In this podcast, I want to give you the tools and skills to create a powerful audition book that showcases your artistry and actually gets you work. I want you to feel totally at home reading the musical score of a show, and I want to help you define your unique artistic voice. Consider me your own personal vocal coach in your earbuds, cheering you on and bringing you the reality checks you need along the way. I'm Corey Yamaoka, and I'm so excited to be walking this journey with you. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode of Studying the Song. Today, I want to talk to you guys about what you're doing to prepare for the return of theater in 2021. Um, For the past year, you know, theater artists' livelihoods have been stripped away and we've been cut off from the work that feeds our self, feeds our soul, the work that we've been trained to do. And artists have had to find new ways of supporting themselves. And people are building new businesses, they're getting jobs in completely unrelated fields. And it's just been like a total toppling of our lives. But as 2021 gets underway, we're, you know, we're starting to see that glimmer of hope. We're hoping that. Uh, we're going to be able to begin working in theater again, um, though we don't have definitive answers. And it, it's still, you know, we're walking this tightrope of are we there? Are we not there? Are we COVID safe in these in these precautions? Are we not? Um, but we are seeing theaters. You know, I'm, I'm, I saw La Jolla Playhouse just had three to four singers. They were performing outside, masked, mic'd, and socially distanced from each other. And they did an event and they taped, uh, they videoed it. Other theaters are doing larger cast musicals, and I've seen them. They're inside, masked and mic'd and socially distanced. Um, And I think it just depends on what part of the country you're in and what the numbers are in your state and then the willingness of the participants that are, um, you know, that are in the cast as well. And they're attempting to be as COVID safe in their procedures as possible. But people are trying to find ways to perform live together again. And I think as vaccination numbers keep going up and the eligible age drops to include, you know, people under 65, we're going to see even more opportunities available uh, to begin performing again. And I don't want you to get left behind. I don't want to be left behind. So today I want to ask you, where are you at in preparing to come back? Where are you at in your practicing, in your reaching out to people, in your connecting? Like, where are you at with coming back to theater? Have you been keeping your skills sharp this past year? Um, I mean, maybe you've taken a break instead and used this opportunity to release some of that pressure that you may have had in your life and you've used this time to restore yourself. That's awesome. Maybe you've been battling loneliness and depression and performing has moved way down your priority list and you haven't even looked at your book in a year. Um, It could be any number of scenarios that, you know, we've all gone through this year and they're all fine and justifiable and there is no guilt or condemnation towards anybody. We have been going through a worldwide pandemic. Huge, tragic numbers of people have died 
and there is no one pointing at you and questioning why you haven't been operating at your highest frequency or creating new works or improving your skills. However you have coped in this last year is totally fine and acceptable, and that's the way it has unfolded for you. There is no judgment. But it's time. It's time to start pulling ourselves back together. The theater community is making steps towards coming back, and we need to be preparing ourselves to perform again. And maybe you've been feeling that already. I know I've seen people on Facebook, you know, saying like, oh, am I even going to remember how to dance? How am I going to remember to, you know, sing again? My voice is so rusty, all of that stuff. And, and you will, all of that's going to come back, but we have to start somewhere. Um, some of the other questions that may be weighing on your mind or thoughts running through your mind, it's just that, you know, what is 2021 going to hold, hold for us? Is like the, a new variant of the virus going to explode again? When will theaters actually open and have people sitting in the seats watching performances? Am I going to find work again as a performer? Should I even stick with this or should I find a new industry? I know I've seen people that have decided like this is the time where they're going to change directions. Um, many of us have gained weight. <laughs> we don't like how we look right now. Um, we wonder, are we going to be able to compete with all the other actors that are also going to be desperate to get back to work? Um, your audition songs may be rusty. Your voice might feel out of shape. Um, your audition book might just feel like it doesn't represent you as a performer. Do you, do you even know who you are as a performer now and what kind of work you want to be doing? What kind of work's going to be available? Are you going to be able or am I going to be able to, you know, get back into the hustle and face rejection again? These are all things I've been thinking and I'm sure, you know, you guys have been experiencing these thoughts as well. They're real concerns and they can paralyze us when it comes to taking action. Um, we just, we wonder how we can even begin when there are so many obstacles and so many hurdles in front of us and there's no set date that we know we're coming back and we can be like okay by August 1st I'm going to be pumped and ready to go and back in shape it's like this unending unknown and it's and it, it you know it, it crushes the soul after a while but let's just decide that we're going to start let's just decide that right now and let me give you the first step what you need to do to begin is just start your daily practice. Start your daily practice of being an artist again. Every day, take up your craft in some way. Start nurturing it, water it, feed it, allow it to start having life again and having hope again. You have to make the choice every day to do something that is going to move you towards that goal of being ready to come back for theater. So let me tell you a little story. Last year, in the beginning of 2021, before we knew all this crazy crap was going to happen, I decided to transition to being plant-based, and um, it was difficult. I didn't know what to eat. I had no recipes that were plant-based. It seemed like every recipe I pulled out had some sort of dairy or animal product. I had all the wrong food in my cupboards. Every meal took a lot of effort to think through and assemble, so I didn't include animal products by accident. There's a lot of little hidden ingredients on these labels, um, and you, you're like, what? We need to have milk flakes in that? Why is there milk in there? Um, and again, if you eat meat and animal products, that's fine. This is just, I'm telling you my story here. But I was committed to this goal of being plant-based because at the beginning of the year, on January 6, 2020, I went to the hospital in an ambulance from my work 
because I was having some sort of episode, my heart was beating really fast and my vision was like faint and my head was tingly, all these crazy things that yeah, I, like I couldn't bring it back under control. I couldn't use all my singer breathing techniques. It wasn't working. And then I just like started crying and, and, and weeping when the, when the ambulance workers showed up, ambulance worker, um, medics, what do, I can't even think of the word right now. EMTs. That's probably the right word. <laughs> um, so I, I went to the hospital and they did all these tests and they found absolutely nothing wrong with me. And it, it ended up, I think being anxiety or a panic attack of some sort, which on a level that I had never had before. And I knew I had been stressed out of my mind. I knew that I had gained a bunch of weight. I was eating terribly every meal. I just felt like I was failing as to what I was eating. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. This is not how I want to live. I have to make a change. And so I decided plant-based was how I was going to start doing that. And um, I also had like pain in my hips and my and my knees from gaining weight. And it was it was going to be a hard uphill battle. But I started day one, meal one, trying to figure it out. Found the right recipes. I purchased different food. I got the right vegetables and the fruits and the legumes and the nuts. And over time, it got easier and I built up my little arsenal of recipes. And now I have a repertoire of like quick, easy snacks I can make. And I don't have to think so hard about every meal. I just go into the kitchen and I, and I eat. And now I can think about other things. I can produce this podcast and I can coach students. And because of my daily commitment to figuring it out, it became a habit and a way of life, a lifestyle that now is just part of my being and I don't have to work so hard at it anymore. And now I'm healthier and I'm freer to do other things in my life. So how is this relevant to you? What is your goal? Do you want to really get back into theater when things open up? Do you want to start auditioning again, performing, directing, choreographing? Whatever your particular combination of skills is, is that what you are going towards? And be real, like ask yourself this question, because if you're not, if you're not totally committed to doing it, then now's the time to pivot, go back to school for something else and do a different, do a different job. Um, But if you are still in this for theater, for performing, if that's who you are, it's non-negotiable in your life, then you've got to pick up your daily practice again and start getting back at it. So I want to talk about what are some things that can be part of this daily practice. That's what today's episode is about. The first thing that you've got to start doing, we, I say you, but it's me too, we need to warm up our voices daily. It's scary. I know if you haven't been singing, it's going to be scary, but you need to wake it up. You need to dust off the cobwebs. You need to get the muscles working again. That muscle memory is going to start to come back. You need to open up those chest muscles and connect to your breath. You need to find your resonance, start running your scales, warm up your voice every day. And you need to do this sooner rather than later, because I bet you that once you start singing again, you're going to start releasing some emotions that have been held and blocked for this past year. Um, I mean, the grief and the loss that we've experienced, even, I mean, you may have lost a loved one. And if that's the case, my heart goes out to you. But it could be even just the loss of the life that you knew, the loss of being able to connect with your friends, um, the loss of 
your identity. This is the work that you do. All of that. We've experienced so much loss. And then anger. I know I've had days where I'm just so angry, like wear a freaking mask. How hard is it? That's what I want to tell people. And that anger, like I can't let it out all the time. You know, I need to be a mom. I need to do my job. I need to exercise. I need to take care of myself. And so I'm not processing my anger. And maybe you're well, I'm trying to process it, but maybe you're in that same boat. And I just want to say that when you start singing, all that stuff that you've been resisting processing, all the coping that you've been trying to do is going to start coming out. And you need to work through those feelings. You need to let yourself feel them. And the, the earlier you do it, the quicker you can, you know, work it out and get back into actually using your voice then as a part of your craft. Your, your voice is like a gateway to your emotions. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in one of those situations where like someone was yelling at you or they were threatening and you just, you lost your voice. You were in such a state of fear and anxiety that you couldn't speak or defend yourself and you just kind of shut down. Um, those are scary moments. And some people, they stay quiet, they never voice it, and they start stuffing their feelings down well past the time that like this threatening person is gone. And that fear and that anxiety stays bottled up and it's like locked and you bury the emotions. And then when you start to sing, I mean, I've, I've had this happen in my own voice lessons and I've seen it in other students, the singing, like your voice is so connected to emotion that once you open your mouth and it starts to come out like you you have no control things that are buried in there start making their way out and you can break into tears because of it, it happened to me when I when I first like kind of figured out how to sing in my legit voice it had felt impossible for so long and when I achieved it it was like effortless and I just started crying because I had all of these these years of fear and inadequacy about this buried inside. And then I think all my other like fear and failure and inadequacy in other areas of life also came pouring out the same conduit. So your voice, when you start singing, be prepared. You're going to be, um, you're going to be feeling all the feelings. Be kind to yourself as you begin and keep, keep at it every day. And your spirit is going to start to heal and you're going to start rising up inside and you're going to want to sing more every day. And you're going to clear out those emotions and you're going to get back to the craft of your singing. Okay, so that's number one, daily practice, warm up your voice. Number two, you got to start doing some self-reflective work. Again, anytime I say you, it's we, I am doing this also. 2020 has changed you. And we have to look inward and say, who am I now? What have I gone through in this last year? Well, how is my life different? How is my view on the world different? Because that is going to change how you approach your work in the future. It's going to change the choice of songs that you make, the depth of your performing. It's going to change the shows that you're attracted to. Um, you may have been devastated by the loss of a loved one. Maybe you lost your job, your financial security, or you're isolated. You're fighting depression and loneliness you can't go through that and think it's not going to affect you as an actor and as a singer. Maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum. Maybe you've been able to let go of obligations that you didn't want to be a part of. Um, maybe you've had time to rest and recuperate. I've had some of this um, from like your busy schedule. Maybe you've spent more time with your family. 
maybe you've been learning new skills and discovered new interests and that's like leading you in a new direction. Maybe you've started a new business that you wouldn't wouldn't have had the time or the confidence to start um, before 2020, but like you had to do it for money and so now it's going and like that's amazing. Every one of us is different now. And again, it's going to perfect it's going to affect who you are as a as a performer and your ability to like create more in-depth three-dimensional characters. I just I think we need to be journaling and musing on our experience this year and see um, just see where we're at. Um, some of the questions, like instead of starting with these questions like that are big, who am I as an artist and who do I want to be? Like those are big, uh, what's the word? Abstract questions. Try something more immediate. Like what am I fascinated by right now? There's this definition of fascination being attention without effort. What can you give attention to that feels effortless right now? It's like when you're doing it, you lose that sense of time and like you're in the zone. We call it that. Like giving your attention to it is effortless. And it could be like a hobby that you're doing or a TV show. Hopefully it's not a TV show, but um, a topic that you're reading about or a song or a certain singer that you're just like, wow, that person, I could listen to them all day long or a show that you've been listening to. For me, I mean, I get I got a huge I got huge results out of asking myself this question, and now it's like my mantra every day that I have to use as my guiding light. And this is going to again be nerdy, but you know me, that's who I am. For me, the fascination the when I lose time is when I am listening to a score and I'm trying to find songs that match the score for auditions and for certain people. Like it's that thing that I'm doing where I'm just like in the YouTube rabbit hole, like I have to go to the bathroom, but I'm like, no, I'm going to listen to one more song. This could be the one. And then I like get to the point where like I have to go to the bathroom so bad, like, oh, okay. So then I stop and I go do it. It's that attention without effort. It just, your mind wants to solve the puzzle. Your mind wants to figure it out and go on the journey of discovering this thing. What is that for you right now? And then once you journal that out, start saying, well, so what are the roles that are fascinating to me? What is the music style? What kind of singing is really fascinating me? Like, what is the, what do I want to learn in my voice? For me, like, I'm really excited about dissecting pop vocal style right now. That's the world that I'm in. Um, And it will be something else in six months, I'm sure, or a year, but that's what I'm loving right now follow that. That is the guiding compass of light of life. What is your interest? Do that. Don't do something you think you should be doing. Don't go after a role that you think you should be going after because you're right for it. Is it right for you? You're the one that decides that. Is that something that is interesting to you? Then do it. Okay. So thing number two, reflective work. Thing number three, daily practice number three. Now we're going to have to start singing through the songs in your book. Could just be repertoire stuff, like full songs, could be audition cuts. And you've got to start getting those back in your body. Start getting those back in your voice. Wake up those muscles. Remember what it was to be on stage performing these songs. Look at the sheet music. All those little specific singing choices that you made when you were in your lessons or you were studying that role. You've got to get a handle on those singing choices again. What breathing, what phrasing, the diction. How to handle moving through your range from low to high and high to low. What were those big belty notes like? Who 
ooh, those aren't there anymore. Okay, I got to go back to my vocal warm-ups and I got to start working on that. Pick it up every day. You don't have to do all three of these or all whatever they're going to end up being. I don't know how many there are. You don't have to do them all every day, but you need to do something every day. And you can bet one of those things is opening up your book and starting to sing those songs. And it might be painful at first, but it's going to get easier. It's going to get easier as you keep doing it and it's going to start coming back. The research says that when we learn something new, the cells that are sending and receiving information, they become more efficient the more we do it. At first, like making those little synapses fire and travel in the right direction to do what we want to do, it takes effort and concerted effort and it's slow. And then the more you do it, the more you practice, those signals start to fire faster and faster and faster. So you may have done that work previously, and now you need to do it again. You need to get back into the song. You need to start learning those little pieces again, and then those synapses are going to start firing faster and faster, and the muscle memory will also wake up. Okay, thing number four, start reading scripts and listening to scores. Read scripts that you're familiar with. These could be shows that you've done, and let them come alive for you again. These could be new scripts that are, you know, something totally new that you want to start researching, something that fascinates you. Put on the score, listen to the score as you're reading through the script and just be, be, you know, let the world wash around you. Imagine what it would be to be on stage performing whichever track you're interested in that show and just let the sounds of the orchestra and the instruments fill up your ears. This is, oh gosh, I've started doing this for myself and it's just like, buoys your artistic spirit and you start to get excited and motivated. You're like, okay, I'm going to go back and I got to go work on the, that belty note from such and such a song because that's in this show that I want to do. So read through these scripts, start listening to the music and let it just soak into your bones and inspire you and get you moving again and get you operating in that world. I don't know about you, but like for a while there in 2020, I wasn't listening to any music. I was working like a dog from home. I have a full-time job outside of doing this and I have a child and I have a husband and I mean, there's just so many things to be doing and now everybody's at home together and you're like, ah, get out of my face. Um, Or maybe that's just me. And like listening to music for pleasure, researching songs, reading script, like I wasn't doing any of that. And I started to come back to it. And one of the shows that I, that I got back to it with was um, Hadestown. And I started watching performances of it, little snippets. I watched the Tiny Desk concert um, from NPR and they put all that stuff up on YouTube. And I just, it sparked something in me. And I thought, that's a sh- that show. I got to do that show. That's fascinating me. I want a music director that. How do I sing that? What are the songs that people need to sing to audition? How do they need to... Uh, use their voices to sing for this. And it just sort of like woke me up in, I don't know when that was, September of last year, September, that was a tough, tough month, but this helped to get me out of it. So start getting back to the work, the shows, the, um, the pieces themselves. Okay. Number five, this is kind of fun. Learn a new skill as a part of your daily practice. Start learning something new. And many of you are already doing this, but I just want to say, keep doing it. And if you haven't, pick something up. That could be like learning how to read music or sight sing. There's like so many apps now to help you with that. You could be learning how to play ukulele. 
or glockenspiel. Like how fun would that to be like to get a little set, a little glockenspiel set and start, you know, it's just like a piano. It's set up the same way and learning little melodies and things on that just to get your brain turned on. And in that process of learning again, um, you could be working on skills that are specific to theater, like tap dancing or um, ballet or you know, whatever kind of online classes you want to do for that. You could just be working on accompanying yourself for your vocal warmups or learning how to play chords on piano. Um, my good friend, Catherine Lounsbury, she is a, she's a music director and a vocal coach, and she's also a very accomplished pianist, classical pianist, and she teaches singers now how to play chords in a very simple fashion, little by little, and then by the end of the class, they can play a song and sing at the piano by themselves. Like, how cool is that? And then what other doors is that opening up to you? I mean, in this world, like we have to be more than just triple threat. Unfortunately, like that's not enough anymore. You got to be quadruple, quintuple threat. Um, shows are asking actors to play instruments. They're asking them to do acrobatic work and silk work. And, um, you know, there's just so many other talents that you can share now in theater, which is really cool. So I challenge you, find something that's new that's a skill that is, you know, related, that's musical or theatrical in some way, could be physical, and allow that process again, the neural pathways having to build up and you're like working those muscles of learning so that by the time you're like cast in a show and you've got to start learning it, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, my brain is already firing. I'm already doing that. Daily practice, number six. There's going to be seven, so we're almost done here. Number six, Guys, you got to clean out your audition book and rebuild it. These audition books, y'all, if you haven't listened to episode two and three, go back and listen to those. Those are about the 10 audition categories that you need in your book. I have a free printable checklist. You can print it out and it has composers to be looking at and shows to look at for all the categories. You may have already done that work and that's awesome. But let me tell you, you are a different person now than you were a year ago or five years ago, whenever the last time you were building your book was. So you got to go back in there and ask yourself the questions about every single song in your book. Is this song moving me towards the show and the role that I would like to do? Is it the type of work? You know, it's like, I want to be doing work that really is about social justice and change and challenging people's thoughts. Okay, well, then you need to get those in your book and get the light, fluffy stuff out of your book. Or if you're like, I want to be doing laughter and entertainment and escape and just letting people, making people laugh and smile and dream, get those songs in your book. Okay. Are your songs age appropriate? Can you sing them well? Do they represent you? If anything gets a no, take it out and start finding new songs. Listen to those other two episodes and that will guide you. Okay. Last thing for your daily practice, self-care. And I hate saying this because self-care is kind of a concept that annoys me because I feel like I never have enough time to do as much self-care as I want, but, but it's time. Like it's true. You need to eat right. You got to get your exercise in. You got to drink your water. You need to go to bed at a reasonable hour or at least get enough hours of sleep every night. These are non-negotiables. We all know it. And it's the simplest advice. And it's like, yeah, I know I got to, but it's true. When you start drinking the right amount of water every day, your mind wakes up. All of a sudden, you can learn, you can absorb, you have energy, you're awake. When you start eating right, 
your bloating goes down, your discomfort, the aches and the pains and the inflammation, that stuff starts going away. We start exercising, you get stronger, you want to move more, you're able to do more challenging things. I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. Other self-care stuff, things, meditation or prayer, something to get your spirit in alignment, something to tap into that greater beyond that source, that power, God, whatever you want to call it. There is something more than just you. You are here for a purpose. You are a creation. You have the spark of creation with you, inside of you. You got to tap into that. That is so important as we move forward, as you are following your purpose in life. You've got to find a way to be with yourself in silence, to let the junk the junky thoughts drift away and to find the good thoughts. It might be affirmations. It might be lifting up prayers and thanksgiving and praise and all those things. It could be whatever, but that is part of your self-care. I like to do it as part of my morning, my morning routine. Get some sort of routine that you go through every morning that gets you on track. Have that time alone for yourself. And then the last thing for self-care, I would say, figure out what you need for your socializing. Like I I can't tell you, I have foregone so much social interaction in this last year, mostly because we've had to, but, you know, I haven't even participated in that many like Zoom connection things. And when I do, I'm like, man, it's just good to be around people. Man, I just, I'm, I'm so appreciating who they are now because it's someone different than the, what I'm seeing every day than my husband and my son. God bless them both. I love them dearly. But like everybody's personality is just so interesting and different from each other. And I'm like thriving on, on getting those conversations. So find that. Find those times with your friends or your family, the people that can inspire you and connect with you in that way. We can't do this alone, guys. Maybe I'm the only one doing it alone. Maybe you all are socializing like mad men and women. Um, but we need each other. We need each other to get through this. Okay, this is turning into a sermon, but, you know, sometimes we need that. Let me just say, if you don't take the time to pick up your daily practice, you are not going to be ready for the opportunities that are coming. And there are opportunities. Theater is going to be different, but that's going to be great. There's going to be whole new ways of making theater. There's going to be new venues because places have had to shut down. New places are going to emerge going to be people making their own work. There's not going to be necessarily the gatekeepers of the theater companies. There's going to be individuals producing things. It's going to be an exciting time to be a performer. And I want you to be ready for those opportunities. If you don't pick up your practice, you're going to be fearful of getting started. You're going to be fearful of jumping in and saying yes, and you're going to be left behind. Gosh, this is a really harsh podcast today, but um, you're also going to be questioning your artistry and whether you deserve to be there and all that other negative self-talk. We don't want that. We want you to pick up your daily practice, energize, inspire yourself, work through these emotions that we've been coping with this last year, let them out and then be able to use them to make the work that you're doing even deeper so that we can inspire and give hope for others. I mean, that's really what we're doing with theater, I think. It's about people overcoming adversity. That's what all theater is about. And that's exactly what we're trying to do right now. And we need to be prepared so that we can lead the way, 
so that audiences can come and see what we're doing and go through that healing process. We're leaders in that. We're like guides. We're like on the forefront of the working through, on the forefront of the spiritual work so that when people come to see what we're doing, they can be healed. Their thoughts can be provoked. They can be asking those questions about how they want to go about living their life. Whew, y'all, this was a talk today. Let me tell you what, friends, I wish only the best for you. If you have lost your inspiration, you are not alone. But remember, you are a creation of the creator and inherent inside of you is the spark of creation. That inspiration, it's already there. You just need to find it again. And picking up this daily practice is going to be part of that. All right, let's listen to today's takeaways. Number one, no one is pointing at you and questioning why you haven't been operating at your highest frequency or been more productive. However you have coped this past year is perfectly acceptable. There is no judgment. Number two, the first step in preparing to come back to performing is to start your daily practice. Number three, your voice is a gateway to your emotions. When you start singing, all the emotions that you've been resisting processing are going to come up. Start warming up your voice now so you can work through these emotions and get back to honing your craft. Number four, follow what fascinates you. Number five, get back into your music and rediscover your muscle memory. Try to recapture all the specific choices you made when you were performing that song regularly. Number six, court your own inspiration by reading through scripts and listening to the scores of your favorite shows. Number seven, wake up your neural pathways by learning something new. Number eight, it's time to start taking care of yourself. Eat well, drink water, exercise, meditate, pray, reach out to loved ones. We need each other to get through this. Number nine, you are a creation of the creator and you have the spark of creation inside you. Number 10, as a theater artist, you are a spiritual guide. You are leading the way in the spiritual work so that you can help lead the audiences through their own healing process. All right, friends, if part of today's show resonated with you, or if you think someone else might really benefit from hearing about it, please consider sharing the episode with them. Send them a link or a screenshot or post a screenshot on Instagram and tag me and I will tag you back. I love hearing about what you're finding helpful in these episodes because it helps me tailor the content to be exactly what you need. So feel free to reach out. You can also leave a review of the podcast anytime and that helps us get seen in search so that other people can find the show more easily. Um, Don't forget to visit coryyamaoka.com forward slash resources to download the audition book categories checklist. It's absolutely free and it will be so helpful as you're researching new songs. You can also find show notes for this episode on the website. I will put Catherine's info in the show notes so that if you're interested in taking piano lessons, you can reach out to her. If you want to connect to me, find me on Instagram at studying the song or email me at studying the song at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I know you have a million other ways you could be spending your precious time, and it means so much that you chose to spend some of it here with me. I'll see you next time. 